Crooks Corner, what's up? <laughs> Y'all know what we do, we talk rap music Like we always do at this time But this time, I gotta talk about myself, I guess <laughs> So let's talk about the song Train Tracks Train Tracks is a song off of Good vs. Evil Part 2 I just released a new visual short film for it But first and foremost if you have not heard the song, I need you to go listen to it and then come back and join us so you know exactly what we're talking about. The song is called Train Tracks. It's on the Good vs. Evil album part two. So go ahead and buy the whole album. <laughs> anyway, I figured it would be kind of cool to talk about the thought process behind the song itself and the visual that was inspired by the song. So Train Tracks, the song. When I first heard the music, just the beat by itself. For some reason, I instantly envisioned a train speeding on the railroad tracks. I don't know why, I just did. So that inspired me to sample some train-related sound effects, you know? Like a horn. The sound of a train headed towards you and passing you by. And once I did that, I kind of like threw that on the intro. And then I started imagining people working on the railroad. And that gave me an idea to sample some effects like a spiking hammer them big hammers they use when they crash on top of the railroad spikes you know what I mean then I went into the booth and recorded myself making noises like railroad workers might make you know what I'm saying like who ha you know what I'm saying like I did it in a rhythm though stacked the vocal up a whole bunch of times and I put it on top of the kick and the snare so it was like do 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 who boom 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 you know what I'm saying? So after I did that, I just sat back and I just listened to it. All the effects and the music and it took me backwards in time. I started seeing chain gang workers in my mind, you know, the kind with the stripes on, you know, all chained together, um, singing songs to help pass the time. So I went and dug and dug and dug until I found an old chain gang song and I put a piece of it in the intro. So now I have all these layers. I got all these sound effects. I got the chain gang singing a song. And after all that, I said, now I have to create a story. I decided to set the story in a time period close to that old chain gang feeling in the intro. So I chose the 1930s. The 30s were an interesting time. I'm sort of like a history buff when I have time to be. I read history books. I watch documentaries, you know. I'm just interested in history, everybody's history. So anyway, the 30s were an uh, uh, interesting time. You know, you had the Great Depression. You know, people was feeling the effects of that. You know, you had World War II. You had great music, Duke Ellington, Cab Calloway, Count Basie, jazz greats. And of course you had racial tension and division. You know what I'm saying? So I put myself in that segregated era and listened to the music. The music was kind of dark. The drum sounded to me like somebody was running from something. So I put myself in that era and I said, hmm, what if a kid saw his parents being murdered by racist white men he escapes on foot then by train goes
goes on to raise himself in the streets doing odd jobs, just barely surviving, you know, miraculously finds a way to get an education, but still carries this hatred in his heart over the years and a thirst for revenge. And then one day, as an educated adult, he just so happens to come face to face with his parents' killers. That would be ill. And that's the story I brought to life on train tracks. I had to make sure the bars was all correct and the story made sense, but I wanted to really ride the beat and find different pockets to tell the story in because I didn't want it to be boring. Once the song was created, I sent it to a couple of my guys who always have great ideas for music videos. My guy Space Boop, my guy Jimmy O. After hearing the song, they were inspired to go beyond creating a video and say, yo, let's make a short film instead. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. So we bounced around ideas. They came up with some super crazy concepts. I came with a few. The homie Spade, he did most of heavy lifting though with the storyline. He was making sure that he would capture people's attention. He took elements from Good versus Evil, the album, sprinkled it into the short film. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what really was impressive. His sense of detail is immaculate. He named the doctor character in the video Wakati Safiri, which means time traveler in Swahili, which is what happened to me in the video when I get into the car wreck and I wake up with the doctor. He takes me back in time. Time traveler. You see what I'm saying? These are the kind of details I'm talking about. It was his idea to have the main character befriend the son of the parents, killer, unknowingly. Think about that. That's some crazy shit. You know what I mean? You go off to school. You meet a guy. You guys become close friends. All of a sudden, this guy is the son of the person who killed your mother and father. Shit's crazy, right? So in the video... After attending college, you know, they come together and say, hey, we're going to meet up in our hometown, have some dinner, you know what I mean, and just hang out. Now, think about it. Race relations are not progressing in this particular town. So a white guy and a black guy simply being friends is an unforgivable crime to most. So Bobby, the son of the killer brings Dominic, the main character, home for dinner. All hell breaks loose. Bobby's dad makes it clear. He don't want no black man at his dinner table. Dominic recognizes Bobby's dad as one of the killers. So here you have the main character in a position to where he might have to finally get his revenge. And Avengers parents death me I'm there as an observer who is experiencing it all in a weird out-of-body black mirror on Netflix kind of way <laughs> if y'all watch that show y'all know what I'm talking about but anyway there's a lot of layers to this plot some scenes even tap into the happenings of you know today socially and politically if you watch it a few times you'll catch the gems the goal of the story is to show the progress we have made while never forgetting the struggle that took place. We may have taken huge steps, but some people today have the same mentality 
as the film characters and they truly believe America was greater in those times. My God. <laughs> Hell, nah. y'all knew I was going to say something. So anyway, my guy Jimmy O and his production team, they really brought everything to life. You know, they went and got the cast. The cast is amazing. You know, they did some very uncomfortable work to bring that message across. It's not easy to reenact killing someone knowing it's being done on the basis of skin color. It's not easy digging up old feelings from the past that we are far beyond just to act them out on camera. If you watch the video, you'll see there was times when the whole set was quiet because of the words that were being said were powerful. Some were powerfully disrespectful and some were just powerful above all. I applaud them. The director, Esco, he did an unbelievable job too. His eye is incredible. He made scenes seem real uh, cinematic. We shot the whole video in Austin, Texas. So you know we ate good. <laughs> ah, you know Texas got that bomb-ass food, homie. But anyway, Esco, the director, sent me the final version. And I was blown away by the shots he captured. So earlier today, I tweeted, don't overlook this contribution to the culture of hip hop because I won't be around forever. And that's real shit. If we let the labels have their way, meaningless music will eradicate art with a message. And then independent do-it-yourselfers will follow what's hot just to reap the benefits. Songs like Train Tracks are already a dying breed. Songs like Train Tracks, think about it. Dying breed. And you saw what happened to M when he dropped some real shit. You saw what happened to Marshall. He dropped some real ass shit. The backlash didn't come from outside of rap music. It came from inside. We have one life. We don't know how much time we have. So we must speak now. Must move now. Must act now. A lot of people would love for us to pump the brakes on music with a message. But there's an old wise saying in hip hop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Crook's Corner. Check the visual for train tracks on the official COB channel on YouTube. Link in the bio of most of my social platforms. Peace. Y'all be easy.